Welcome to Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On with Janice Formicella. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to learn from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical, sexy new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Dear listeners, welcome to this week's episode. I am so glad that you are here. If you are going through a breakup right now, I am sorry. If you pushed play because the breakup isn't going so well, I am sorry. And I know that you can beat it. And I know that you can beat it with some of today's tips. Today, I'm talking about how to cope. One of the reasons I selected this topic is... I actually run a Facebook group for the podcast, and it is called Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And I have membership questions that you must answer if you want to come in the group, just so everyone knows. One of the questions is, what type of support are you hoping to get out of this group? And that is because I'm trying to prevent trolls, but also trying really hard to make the content in there and on this show useful. And so I like to kind of keep an eye on what people who are going through breakups could use. And one of the common reasons that people give, or one of the common things that people say they're hoping to get out of the group and out of the podcast is just how to cope. And so I thought that it warranted an entire episode. The emotional pain that we are often in after breakups combined with breakup brain and feelings of confusion or feeling absent-minded can prevent us from seeing the options for feeling better that are available to us. But there are things that you can do to ease the stress and get to a better place so that you can function at least closer to your normal level, and also get to a point of grieving and processing the breakup in an effective way. And you might be saying, I'm already grieving. That's why I'm having a hard time, right? (laughs) Remember this. It is okay and maybe even sometimes healthy to put the grieving and the processing aside until you are mentally prepared to do it. This often involves coping strategies that will help you to start getting through the day easier and letting the shock of the breakup subside. You don't have to do this all at once. 
After my last breakup, I went on a 10-day trip and saw some close friends who were there for me and understood what I was going through. I went to Chicago and took long walks and explored, which is something I just love to do. When I returned, it all came kind of crashing down around me. And I was definitely still in pain, but I was in a better place to begin, for instance, chatting with my therapist about it and to get to the acceptance stage. And it took some intention, but I definitely got there. And I was glad that I had the opportunity to set the breakup aside for several days while, you know, it kind of set in. You can do it too. Today, I am sharing with you five tips for coping after a breakup. And remember, I am always here to walk you through learning how to cope. All you have to do is hit me up at breakupspod.com or in any of the places linked in the show notes. And with that, here are five tips to cope after a breakup. Number one. Go easy on yourself. This means a couple of things. One, know that it is okay to have bad days and hard moments. If you are listening to this podcast or if you have come to my Facebook group, I'm guessing that means you are already having some bad days and hard moments. That doesn't mean the relationship was good for you. That doesn't mean that the pain won't fade with time, that doesn't mean that you are not incredibly strong and capable of beating this. It also doesn't mean that your ex was the one you are supposed to be with. A hard day just means that your system has had an enormous shock. It means that something we were really invested with has run its course. It means that you are now being forced to face some hard realities and make some hard decisions all on your own. If you are sad about your breakup, that probably means that there was a part of you that was hopeful about the future of the relationship or that you were hopeful about it at one time. I totally get this. I went through it recently. I spent the last two months of my last relationship attached to the idea of what I thought I was investing in with this person. When it ended, I had a lot of compassion for myself and the fact that it didn't go as planned. I had days when I didn't think about it a lot and nights where I'd cry before I went to sleep. I knew it was temporary and it totally was. <laughs> I know it is for you too. So what to do with what I'm saying? When I say go easy on yourself and know that it is okay to have bad days, I mean to accept that for what it is. Remember that there is a crucial grieving process to any breakup. There is a process of sadness and letting it sink in. Have faith that this is temporary and don't let yourself spiral when you have a bad day or when you just can't seem to get it out of your head. Now, besides just going easy on yourself mentally and telling yourself that it's okay to have bad days and giving yourself grace, there are also more, I guess, like practical ways that you can make things easier for you right now. First of all, remove things from your schedule for a few weeks. 
this will just simply make it easier to get through the day. After my breakup, I actually called my writing clients and told them that I wouldn't be able to produce as much. I admitted that I had gone through a breakup and that I would need to have less on my plate. People totally understood it. I canceled some volunteer commitments that I had, and it, it really does help. It, it allows you to wake up with less pressure and therefore be less stressed. So how do you remove things from your schedule? Look at your calendar and see what you may be able to cut out or just cut out anything that feels heavy or hard. This might involve learning how to say no. This might involve, yeah, making some hard decisions and not pleasing everybody. Please yourself in this case. This may look like easing things at work and lowering the pressure on yourself committing to less, maybe putting off some of your goals or objectives just a little bit. This will definitely mean learning how to say no or say no more often. This may mean letting your family know that you can't show up as much or help out as much. This may mean, you know, like declining social invitations. And it may mean letting people know that you'll have to get back to them about things rather than making decisions in the moment. Lightening up your schedule helps with many areas of a breakup. First, while you may feel that your heart is what is hurting most right now, a breakup is a highly stressful life event for many of us. Some of us just don't process it as stress because the pain in our heart is so overwhelming and something that we aren't familiar with. But the less that you are committed to right now, the less stress you will have and the more you can focus on yourself and on your healing. Some of us have our sleep patterns disrupted after a breakup. Either we might want to sleep in later in the day, that's totally my thing, or a lot of people have difficulty sleeping. Having less commitments can help us to cope with the changes we need to make to ensure that we are looking after ourselves. You, and you definitely need your sleep right now. So I hope that you'll figure it out if that's something you're having a problem with. <laughs> oh, and one more way that freeing up our schedule helps us to cope, keep this in mind, is that after a breakup, we may not be showing up as our normal selves. As much as we try to put on a brave face, interactions with others can be really hard when we are hurting so much. Part of my 10-day trip that I would just refer to was I was in LA hanging out with some friends and I definitely felt this. Going out to lunch felt exhausting. I really just wanted to cut everything short. I didn't even want to go shopping, which is extremely rare for me. I really just wanted to take it easy. I wanted really just to hang out with one specific friend <laughs> and kind of just have wine and chat. Everything felt really hard. And that was difficult for me because I don't see these friends all of the time. So go easy on yourself. Number two, tell yourself that this is temporary. Similar to reminding yourself that it is okay to have bad days is to know that this is a moment in time. Heartbreak doesn't last forever. You are resilient. And no matter how much you wish this breakup hadn't happened, you are strong. I have never had a breakup that I haven't totally gotten over. I have never had a client who didn't put their ex in their past. 
And we all started with being in a lot of emotional pain. Time does help a person heal, but so does intention and showing up for yourself. If you are listening to breakups, broken hearts, and moving on, you are already one step ahead because you have already shown yourself that you are going to step up and look for resources to help. Besides constantly reminding yourself that, quote, this too shall pass, recognizing your wins will help to reinforce this belief. This is because the more we train ourselves to focus on what is going right and well, the more we will see these things and the more proof we will have that it is true. So think to yourself right now, what is one positive thing from the last week? I'd love you to share it with me on Instagram or email. This isn't a skill that is developed overnight. When I was working three nanny jobs and basically losing my life in New York that I loved after my divorce, I felt like life was far too intolerable to face some days. I couldn't see anything that was going right. So that's why I decided to move and just hope for the best. I loved my life there, but I just couldn't see anything positive about it. My friends even tried to stop me from moving, but I just had no hope. So I know that this is something that is not easy and that you don't, like I said, learn to do overnight. Here are some ways to start to learn how to do it and look at your wins and celebrate the positives. First, whenever you're in a hard moment, stop and just think to yourself three things that are going well. And it can be as easy as you got up on time or that you enjoyed your coffee or that you have an apartment to live in. Anything that's actually working. One thing that I am currently doing is that on either Friday or Monday, I get in my journal and set a timer for 10 minutes and just write all of the things that went right from the last week or that I'm happy about or a happy memory from the last week. It is so powerful. There's also making gratitude lists. That is super effective. And again, you can set a timer or you can write out 10 things. I used to make really cute art and doodles with all of the things that I'm thankful for. That is a great way to celebrate the wins and to recognize what you do have to be grateful for and what is going well. And this, and something else that I do is share brags with a friend and shout out to Jesse Marie, my friend over in New Zealand, who's been on the show a bunch of times. Almost every day we send each other voice memos with brags from the last day. And I, it is really, really fun. It's really powerful. It strengthened my friendship with her. And it just really gets me aware of things I want to brag about through through my day. I normally do it at the end of my day, and it is just a really great way to tie a bow around the day, get yourself in a super good mood so that you'll be in a super <laughs> good mood the next morning. So number three, ways to cope. Look at the reality of the situation. If you have ever listened before, you may have heard me say this, and if this is your first time listening, I hope you will really ponder the following concept, and that is relationships always end because they are not working. 
Relationships always end because they had to. Your relationship had to end. As bad as it hurts right now, you are better off. No relationships end because they are working. No relationships end because they are working so well and serving both people so much. It was imperative that this breakup happen so that you could both go on to happier lives and better relationships in the future. So how do you cope with this knowledge? How do you accept it? How do you use it to help you feel better this week? I am someone full of positivity most of the time. I love the law of attraction. And in this case, (laughs) however, in order for you to cope, I want you to focus on the ways the relationship wasn't working and therefore all of the things you have gained by it not working out. I started my path to becoming a breakup coach when I got divorced about 12 years ago. One thing that led me to making the decision to get divorced and something that gave me a lot of comfort through the process of the divorce, which was agonizing, trust me, I know what it's like. (laughs) One thing that helped me was writing down a list of things that weren't working in my journal. And by the way, something that I've never shared publicly, but is so hilariously ironic is that about two weeks after I started my original list, my husband went into my journal one day, found the list, tore it out of my journal, burned the edges, oddly, and left it for me to find. (laughs) So, like, talk about a nod from the universe, right? I was able to start a new list, and I kept it with me all the time. And it really helped me as I went on the divorce journey. Since then, I've done it for most of my breakups with great success. It is something I work with my clients on. And if you are trying to cope because you are feeling sad, I hope that you will work on this as well. All you need to do is find a thing to take notes on that you will keep with you. And that is because as things come to you, you want to be able to write it down in the moment. So in other words, a notebook, a journal, maybe your phone. I always think that handwriting is more therapeutic, but that may not be for all people. Start with writing 10 things about the relationship or about your ex that you didn't like, that didn't serve you, that hurt you, that let you down. It could be an overall trait, an instance that you recall, an argument that you felt was unfair or hurtful. Um, For instance, some of you may have heard me talk about Laundry Boy on the show. I give my exes nicknames for the purposes of the podcast. Um, and I gave my this ex that nickname because when I made my list after that breakup, one thing that came up for me was that it had really annoyed me that he didn't wash his clothes very often. I, I thought it was weird. It kind of irritated me. I pushed it to the side when we were together. But then when I wrote the list, that came out. And it may seem petty, but I put it down. My most current ex will be called Waterboy, but I'll save the reasons for that for another episode. This list is meant to help you cope by reminding you 
that the relationship wasn't right for you and that you are better off. Remember, it is always, always better to be single than in a relationship that wasn't working. I am going to pause for a quick commercial break and then I'm going to come back and tell you two more tips to cope after a breakup. Nothing shatters your life like a breakup and the pain of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at xfilespodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at xfilespodcast and let's connect about creating a magical plan of action for you to enter 2023 with this breakup in your rearview mirror. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get on to two more tips for coping. Number four, this is a tricky one, but an effective one. Think about it only at certain times of the day. Hmm. My fourth tip on how to cope is to train yourself to think about your breakup and everything that went down and the things from your relationship that you didn't like and the things you wish you would have said certain times of the day. Yes, it takes a lot of practice, but it can be more effective in helping to process things and enjoying more out of your day once you learn how to do it. There are multiple ways to learn. My top tip is to go on a walk each day and let yourself think things through then. This aids in getting it out of your system because you are doing something physical while your brain works. This is the main thing that I do when I'm processing something painful that has happened with another person. When the walk ends, I intentionally put the thoughts aside when they come up the rest of the day. Another way to allow yourself some grieving or processing time is to do it first thing in the morning. This is what Zoe Foster Blake, the author the author of the book Breakup Boss, refers to as the morning morning. <laughs> and I have used this technique. Uh, I left an abusive relationship a f- several years back at this point, and I did this. It was really great. It allowed me to get some of the grief and sadness out of my system so that I could actually work and be functional. I did it recently to a certain extent. Um, I've had some of my clients tell me that they use their shower time in the morning for the for the grieving and for the morning morning. And it might work for you as well. So kind of pick if it's going to be at the end of the day or first thing in your in the morning. You know, maybe again you set a you set a timer or you just do it while you're in the shower or you just do it until you start work. But really, really put a tight parameter around it and then just try your best to put it out of your mind otherwise. And one way that you can do that is with tip number five. 
Healthy distractions. A breakup can consume us. Being in a space that we shared with an ex or going about our day and not doing things that we used to do with this person or not communicating with them through the day can be really challenging. After my last breakup, the mornings were hard because my partner used to send me voice memos early in the morning, and I really enjoyed that. It was something I looked forward to. It was something I enjoyed reciprocating. And we were both early risers. And I appreciated, yeah, kind of sharing that and checking in. It can be really easy to think about texting and then get really sad or anxious when it is better to be focused on something else. It can feel as though we don't have power over our thoughts. This is where healthy distractions come in. It is sometimes easier to grieve or process a breakup after we have created a bit of distance from our ex emotionally and we aren't as much in shock. I mentioned this earlier. It can be hard to cope because we embrace the devastation and we try to process things like all at the same time or we cycle the same thoughts or beliefs about what happened. Healthy distractions can help us set certain things aside while our system begins to accept the new reality and feel a bit better. So obviously, unhealthy distractions are, you know, things that might distract us, but that also harm us. (laughs) For instance, you know, I'm all for enjoying a glass of wine, especially after a breakup. But doing it to distract ourselves and numb ourselves is where it can get a little unhealthy. (laughs) And please, everyone know that this is a safe, non-judgmental space. I've definitely overdone it after breakups. I've definitely overdone it when there wasn't even a breakup involved. So no judgment. Because I know that it can be difficult for you to come up with new ideas after a breakup, I've come up with a list of healthy distractions for you to choose from. First, of course, going on walks. This is one of the best things that you can do to get yourself out of your environment and do something good for your body. Being in nature also has its own benefits for healing. I encourage you to get out there as much as possible and don't make excuses. So if you are going on walks for the purpose of distracting yourself rather than for the time period that you allow yourself to think about it, because there are, you know, those are two separate things. I might suggest putting on a podcast that distracts you so that you can use the walk as a distraction rather than as for the purposes of processing and healing. Next, music. I love helping my clients make playlists. So how about making one of your own? And filling it with songs that get you moving or pump you up a little bit. That's a really fantastic way to not only distract yourself, but kind of trick your system into feeling a bit better. Next, of course, streaming a series on Netflix or Hulu. A series is a great way to distract ourselves because it gets you really engaged and it gets you curious about what's coming next. And it Again, this tricks your system and allows you to quite naturally set aside thoughts about the breakup. There's a huge caveat here, however. Please make sure that you choose wisely. Watching something too dark may not be helpful right now. 
My all-time go-tos for breakups are Grace and Frankie and Queer Eye. I know I've been mentioning these shows for a couple of years now, but they are positive and they're engaging and fun. Give it a try. Another healthy distraction, play a game on your phone. Because you have to focus on a game quite closely, it allows you to set other things aside. I, for instance, love a good game of solitaire. YouTube videos can be great distractions. And this is not quite as much my thing, but I regularly have my clients tell me that it is helpful. And you might want to take it a step further by asking your friends to send you cute baby animal videos or whatever it is that you love on YouTube. Getting a massage. I know that this doesn't seem like it would help you to distract yourself, but you will be more in the moment and more focused on the experience than on cycling and not quite knowing to do with yourself. Plus, it, you know, obviously great self, self-care and it can be very emotionally healing as well. Making one of those gratitude lists can get you out of the cycle of thinking about your ex and thinking about other things, especially if you say that you're going to do it for a certain amount of time or that you're going to come up with a certain amount of things. A road trip or a solo vacation can be a wonderful, healthy distraction. It also is a great way to celebrate your new reality and prove to your system and to the universe that you are going to be okay without your ex. Also, when we are traveling, we are more likely to be in the moment. And when we are solo traveling, we are very, very likely to be in the moment and focusing on what's around us, focusing on something new, focusing on navigating a new area, deciding what to do. Again, distracting ourselves from the breakup. Please go check out episode 166, your post-breakup vacation. And another healthy distraction, find your happy place and go there often. One core law of attraction concept is that when you are feeling blue, you need to figure out what feels good and then just do it. I know this seems hard when you are in emotional pain. You might be like, yeah, right, Janice. But with practice, you can learn to do it and learn to let the happy moments expand. I like to refer to these self-care or happiness go-tos as your happy place. Some people refer to them as touchstones. And just so you know, this doesn't necessarily mean a physical place, though it may. And it may take you some time to come up with your list of touchstones slash happy places. But I bet you already have at least a couple, but you haven't thought of them in this way. So to help, here is my list. This may get you thinking about what the, th- the things in your life that are your happy places. I have 10 of them. First, walking. I love to walk. It's one of my favorite things. And this means almost anywhere. Sunflowers. Three flowers of any kind or type the as soon as i am exposed to flowers even photos of flowers it just puts me in a better place it's just my thing i don't know used bookstores are so my jam i get so excited when i find one when i'm traveling i love to browse i love to find books that i wasn't expecting to find 
my local pub ritual. I went there a lot after my last breakup. <laughs> there's just something about knowing the staff and like having my chair and I don't know. There's just, there's something about a neighborhood spot that really does it for me. A good Mexican food place, a good kale salad or kale bowl. I've got like this very specific one that I make that is just like so satisfying. I love texting with my friends or having really juicy girl talk. I have a couple of friends who I have sometimes talked on the phone with for hours and it just feels so good. I always look forward to my girl talk. My local park, Cheeseman Park, and especially the garden in the back with all of the flowers. <laughs> Another one of my happy places is organizing my closet or making my storage really organized. That's just me. And 10 cowboy boots. <laughs> Looking at my boots, shopping for boots, whatever it is. I love me and my cowboy boots. What is your happy place? Please DM me to let me know. All the information is in the show notes. And if you want to take a really deep dive into happy places and creating your own, please go look at episode 165. It's called Breakup, Find Your Happy Place. And I've got a few other episodes to help. Please go look at episode 157. It's called Breakup, You'll Get Through This. Here's why. Episode 159, How to Stop Thinking About Your Ex. Episode 164, Breakup Healing Routines. And if you'd like something that you can use daily, please go look between episode 156 and 154 for a bonus affirmations track that you can play on your hard days. I hope that you found today's tips for coping useful. To recap, today's five tips for coping after a breakup are number one, Go easy on yourself. Number two, remind yourself that this is temporary. Three, look at the reality of the situation. Four, practice thinking about your breakup only at certain times of day. Number five, find healthy distractions. Breakups really, really suck. But as I said earlier, if you are listening today, I promise you that you are one step ahead of the healing game. I hope you will give yourself recognition for being here today. If you liked this episode, I would love you to give me a five-star rating and review on Apple to let me know. And of course, Again, you can hit me up using the contact info in the show notes to get started with breakup coaching. It is so effective. I would love to be your breakup buddy. And with that, I am sending you so much strength for the week ahead. See you soon.